0: so guys i've been listening to this new band called sleep token they're pretty dope i mean right now the three main new bands that i'm listening to are bad omens sleep token and spirit box spirit box has a female lead vocalist she's pretty good her name's courtney she's amazing man she's a good vocalist i hope that band makes it far i hope all these bands make it far man they're all really good but that's all I got for you guys. Make sure you follow me. Punch them out, the mouth official on Instagram. Official underscore PITM on Twitter. The YouTube videos are coming. I just need to get another light source to help the green screen work a little bit better. But other than that, we're going to be full rocking and rolling pretty soon. All right, guys. Later. Deuces. <laughs> everybody i hope everybody's doing well we hey, we are back here episode 112 what do you guys think about that i'm still amazed i'm in triple digits to be honest with you like that amazes me because i didn't think i would do it this long like i thought i would have gave up a long time ago but i truly love doing this because i feel like i could take it somewhere i just people need people need to start listening to me when i say there's good fighters outside of the ufc if if I can do that, I've made it. If I can convince people of that, if I could get a bigger audience, I've made it. Okay. But let's get into it, man. The opinion episode. I believe this is the opinion episode number seventeen. It's my favorite part of the whole show. I'm glad I started doing two a week. So I'm gonna I'm gonna level with you guys. I tried doing a YouTube video the other day, but my lighting wasn't good enough, so I have to get another light. It's coming in, so the videos will be coming soon. I know Substack, I have not kept up with that. I need to do it. I will do it. But there are a few things I want to get into MMA-wise. Um, one is that supposedly PFL is no longer the front runner for Bellator to be purchased. I heard there's a bidding war between one championship and PFL. Now, what would be best if it would be a U.S.-based promotion to do it? But let's say one's trying to buy them. The reason one would buy them would be because they want to break into the U.S. market. And I believe they would be kept as separate entities. But one thing that would stop, I would imagine, would be... um the crossover fights between Ryzen and Bellator, I believe that'll stop once Bellator gets bought out, because why in God's name would would a promotion want to cross-promote with somebody when they have their own roster of fighters, whether it be one having AJ fight their top guy or Patricio fight their top guy, why would they want to cross-promote with Ryzen, you know? You never know, bro. But... What I find funny is that Showtime had great success with Strike Force. You can clearly see that the Bellator isn't being as successful as Strike Force, but even like, again, I've said this before and I will keep saying it. Some guys can compete in the UFC, yes, but it's not at the caliber that Strike Force was. For example, Strike Force had Nick Diaz, Strike Force had Jason Mayhem Miller, Strike Force had. Jake Shields, Strikeforce had Alistar over him, they had Fedor Emelianenko, who else did they have? They had Gegard Mousasi, they had Dan Henderson for a little bit, but Dan Henderson, when he went over there, like it was already towards the time, they had Faja they had Mohamed Lawal, they had Robbie Lawler for a little bit, they had Jacare Souza, they had Jorge Masvidal, uh, I believe Kimbo did not fight for them. Because Kimbo fought for Elite XE and then I don't know if Strike Force bought out Elite XE or if Elite XE just went under and all those fighters went over to Strike Force. Because I don't know if you guys remember, but Eddie Alvarez and Nick Diaz were supposed to fight f- for Elite XE at 160 pounds. Let me let me look that up to make sure. Here it is. Here it is. They were supposed to fight November eighth, two thousand eight in Reno, Nevada, for Elite XC. And I believe it was for the title, too. Look, I found this old article. Let's read it. Let's read it. Following a phenomenal run in in the inaugural Dream Lightweight Grand Prix, Philadelphia's own Eddie Alvarez is ready to return to fighting in the United States, and his first test appears to be Nick Diaz on November 8th for the vacant Elite XC 160-pound divisional title. The belt was recently stripped From its first title holder, KJ Nunes, in a dispute between fighter and the promotion. Eee, what does that sound like to you guys? Alvarez just recently got married, but as soon as he returned to his fight schedule, was almost immediately filled with a chance to put gold around his waist. I got back from my honeymoon about a week and a half ago, and as soon as I got back, I was on the horse that Monday. Alvarez had an exclusive interview with MMA Weekly. I'll be fighting Nick Diaz. We're about 90 something percent positive. I'll be fighting Nick Diaz for the Elite XC title at 160 pounds. <laughs> While bout agreements have yet to be signed, and Elite XC vice president Jared Shaw, ooh, the guy fixing fights, will not commit to the bout during an appearance on the MMA Weekly Radio Wednesday night. The fight has been verbally agreed and seems all but a go between the two lightweight contenders. After fighting in Japan for a year with a new 6 fight contract with Elite XC in hand, Alvarez is excited to return home to face a tough challenge from um, the always interesting Diaz. Nick's a great opponent. He possesses a lot of threads, very good striking, as well as good jujitsu, so he's been in the game a while. He's a pure fighter and I like that commented Alvarez. He gets a lot of bad rap from a lot of people with his attitude, but deep down, he likes to fight, he enjoys to fight, and I consider myself the same kind of person. I mean, like, why didn't this fight happen? Fucking, this dude had to go and start fixing fights, and that's why this fight didn't happen. So, there you go, man. One of the greatest fights ever, never to happen. Nick Diaz versus Eddie Alvarez. <laughs> For the Elite XC Lightweight belt, the interesting part was at 160 pounds, not 155. It goes on to say, I like 160. I feel like 160. I'm stronger. I'm faster. I'm not as depleted as I am at 155, he said. I'm excited. I can't wait for this to happen. Well, guess what? It's nearly. When was this this fight supposed to take place? When? I just said it. November in 2008. On the 8th of November, 2008. Bro, it's been more than 10 years and I'm still waiting for this fight to happen. This fight's never going to happen now. Like, come on, bro. Don't be doing that to me. You guys know how much of a Nick Diaz fan I am. Although, I'll tell you this. And there's no hate on Eddie, but because of the way they both fight, Nick would have beat him. Especially that version of Nick. The force version of Nick. Top three in the welterweight division suck it if you don't believe me you can all suck it okay and don't tell me I'm being unprofessional because it's the opinion episode I could be however I want there's the difference between the opinion episode and the regular episode but here here's something interesting so I was thinking about this the other day when when is UFC 290 still haven't reached out I'm going to I promise I'm going to. I still haven't reached out to the UFC about UFC 300. I promise you I will. I promise I will. Okay, let's look at this. July 8th is the day for UFC 290. Main event being Alexander Volkanovski and Yair Rodriguez. Okay. July 8th. So that's one. So, okay. Let's say 293 is in September. So when is UFC 294? Okay, July 8th to October 21st. Let me see. That's one, two, three. That's three months out. Okay. So now, this is what I think. This is what I think. I think what the UFC is going to do, because they already said Islam's fighting in October uh, at UFC 294. This is what I think they're trying to do. They're trying to see what happens between Alexander and Yair. And if Alex blows Yair out of the water... They're going to try to set up the rematch in Abu Dhabi. That's why I think they're not announcing anything. And then I was look- listening to Chell's podcast the other day. They already announced that Israel... But th- the thing is, things can change. Because the UFC they themselves tell me things change on at a dime, bro. Things can change. Because they already have it set for Israel to fight in September. Because the other thing I'm thinking they can do is... Like, let's say... What I just said is true and they're waiting for the Bokanovsky match to play out. Let's say, um let's say he does get hurt. They can always move Israel to that October card and have him fight Hamza. I don't think they will, but that's another option. Because right now it's rumored that he's gonna fight Kamar Usman. I don't know how true that is at UFC two ninety four. Because then there's also drama that I guess this is a thing that would be on follow people on social media. That means you don't wanna to talk to them. Maybe he just doesn't wanna see their material. Maybe he's no longer friends with them, but that doesn't mean that he can't work professionally with them, you know? But we shall see. But I think that's where that's going. Because Or they're gonna have Hamza back to his old ways. And have him fight in September and then again in October. Can you imagine that? That would be nuts. That would be insane. Okay, Insane. Especially if you're going to have him fight. Let's just say. I don't know if any of this is going to happen. But if you're going to have him fight Israel in September. And then you have him fight Kamar Usman in October. That's an insane strength of schedule. Because those are the two of the baddest dudes on walking planet Earth right now. So is Hamza, man. So is Hamza. Look it, look it, look it. (laughs) Look. Like, this dude wants smoke with everybody. Look, look, look. Listen, listen. This is Hamza Chimaev. Israel Adesanya is a cash cow. UFC won't want me to kill that guy. Hamza Chimaev thinks the UFC is protecting Israel Adesanya from him. Chemaev has been keen to return to action and appears to be gearing up towards a welterweight showdown with former champion Kamar Usman at UFC 294 on October 22nd in Abu Dhabi, they say the 22nd for them because they fight on Sundays, but for us it would be the 21st in the morning. Boras has called for almost every top contender, whether it's 170 or 185. Among those names is middleweight champion Adesanya, who has cleared up, who has cleared out the majority of the division. Adesanya has already defended. The title against the likes of Robert Whitaker, Jerry Kananier, and Marvin Vittori. And Chimamayev thinks he's the most lucrative option out there for him. He's not wrong. For Israel, there's nobody there, only me, Chimamayev said on his YouTube channel. So you speak about money if you ask the fans. They want to see me in Israel. I'm a bad matchup for him. Everybody knows he's going to lose the title to me. That's why they saved that guy. Chimayev acknowledged that Adesanya is one of the biggest stars and draws for the company, which is why he thinks the UFC won't risk matching them up together. You know, they build him. They build him up, Chimayev said. They don't want to lose him that fast. I'd finish that guy without punches. (laughs) Jesus Christ. And that's why they're scared. And then his story is dead, you know. They don't want to kill that guy. Maybe the guy makes money for them, but I still make money as well, so I don't know what's going on. Who's he going to fight? There's nobody. He wins against all the strikers, and I'm a wrestler, a killer. I squeeze the head of my opponents. I'm the biggest name without a belt. When you fight me, it's more money more fans. When I fight, everybody is waiting for my fight. When I fought with Gilbert Burns, we weren't the main event, but everybody was waiting for us. He's not wrong. I remember going into that fight, and be like, dude, that's the fight I want to see. Arisanya is expected. Look here it goes. Arisanya is expected to headline UFC 293 in September in Sydney, but does not yet have an opponent announced. Jamaya hasn't competed since his first-round submission of Kevin Holland at UFC 79 this past September. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. You know, he's not wrong. Like. That April card, I remember thinking, I'm like, dang, they're going to have Chimayev and Gilbert on this card. That was the fight I was most excited for. And I believe the co-main. It was two title fights that night. Let me see. I'll tell you. Oh, I remember. I remember. It was Peter Yan versus Aljo, the second fight. And then it was Wokunovsky and Zombie. That's what that was. I was excited for that card. I was excited for all three of those fights. But I was extremely excited for Hamza. And like I said, um, on Wednesday, uh, well, technically it was, yeah, Wednesday, even though I posted it extremely late, I do apologize for that. The Francis contract isn't the greatest, right? But it's a starting point. And his manager has since said, dude, we wanted to re sign with the UFC because again, it's really easy for us as fans and reporters to say, Well, why didn't he just sign the one year deal? Because they did he said himself, Francis said himself, they offered me a one year deal, three fights, no contract extension, no nothing like that. He's like, I would have fought twice with John and once with Stepe and then Probably walked away. We can sit here and say, well, why didn't you just take that deal, do those fights, leave no stone left unturned, and then go do your boxing match. It's easy for us to say, right? It's easy for us to say. But we don't know what Francis is thinking. Like He probably likes his deal better now than what the UFC would have offered him. I'm like, and dude, MMA Junkie did a piece, because I think they call it MMA Junkie Radio. They're saying, they. this is what they basically said, they basically said, fuck Legacy, <laughs> nobody's going to care about Legacy down the line. What does Legacy do for you? Go get that bag. And I'm 100% inclined to agree with them. Like, you guys go, he's like, oh, but who's he fought? Like, who gives a fuck, okay? If he could get the most money fighting fucking cans. Why wouldn't you do that? You're going to tell me you wouldn't do that? Because you're 100% lying to me if you're saying you wouldn't do that. Because that's something I would do. Because if he really is one of the best and they're offering more money to fight Cans, why wouldn't you do that? But that's not what this contract is about. This contract was about something much more and I will keep saying this till people hear me. He wanted to make change and I said... It's not like I said on Wednesday. I say Wednesday because that's when I released it, but I recorded it Tuesday. It's not a perfect contract. It's not. Somebody's gonna get the short end of the stick here. But it's a starting point. You don't think they're gonna build on this contract? You like if what they're saying is true and PFO's getting money from the Middle East, they're 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 trying to build something that somebody believes in. Okay? They can become the second Player in they could become what Strike Force was because Strike Force, there's a reason the UFC bought them. I guess Showtime didn't want to fund them anymore, and I guess Showtime saw it as they, they were losing money. But Strike Force had some magic to it, and PFL could become that. I don't see Bellator becoming that because even though I got a press release today, let's read it. So they're beefing up the Dublin card. Bellator MMA today confirmed six additional bouts that have been slated for Bellator 299 Eblin versus Edwards. The promotion's latest blockbuster card in the Irish capital headline by middleweight world champion Johnny "The Coat Eblin and the number 1 UK challenger Fabian "The Assassin" Edwards will take place at the Three Arena on Saturday, September 23rd. Eblen vs. Edwards were at 4 p.m. Eastern Time slash 1 p.m. Pacific on Showtime in the U.S. Blah, 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 blah. Irish ramp favorite Sinead Cavanaugh will look to make it three straight when she squares up with undefeated Ozzy Sarah Collins. A talented boxing champion, Cavanaugh has displayed a well-rounded ground game en route to inspiring back-to-back unanimous decision victories over Liam McCourt and... Janie Harding should be looking to harness the energy from the Irish faithful at three arena against Collins, tal- a talented BJJ practitioner who made an immediate impact with a skillful submission victory over Pam so- Sorensen. Joining Edwards on the card is fellow Brit Luke the Jet trainer who will face promotional newcomer Lorness captain Lithuanian. Un bon a I don't know if I said that right. I probably didn't. And potentially explosive light heavyweight bout. This guy, um, Luke the Gen Trainer, he's good, man. There are high hopes for Trainer who has won all, f- all four but one of his five bouts. Making his Bellator debut in 2020. He returns to the European shores following his first U.S. Outing at U- Bellator. I was going to say UFC Bellator. 293 in March where he notched his second first round rear naked choke victory into another win to his record will nudge him closer to the top 10 light heavyweight rankings so I don't know man like knowing what I know like the fact that Bellator's on the market I don't know whether you get excited anymore like what's the point of all this you know but Johnny Eblin's gonna at least fight for them in September and I won't let go of that notion that he can probably take out most of the UFC middleweight roster. I know people don't believe me, but we'll see. We shall see. We shall see. Let's go read what Aljo said that pissed Dane off so bad because I, I haven't really looked into it. This one because I think this is going to have both of them. This is from Sports Illustrated. UFC Bantamweight Champion Aljamain starting response to bold. Insinuations from UFC President Dana White after uncertainty sprouted around uncertainty sprouted around Sterling's short notice booking against Sean O'Malley at UFC 292 on August 19th. After the UFC 292 fight announcement, Sterling took to a YouTube channel to discuss the booking with his fans. I'm trying to get this fight in August. Sterling confided. it. We talked a little bit and about it and I'm trying to see if we can make it happen. I hope I'm not ruining anything by saying that. Sterling discussed a plethora of injuries he was still facing as a result of UFC 288. Because of this, many fans questioned the legitimacy of the UFC 292 booking. When promote, when prompted about the precautious matchup at the UFC Vegas 73 presser on May 21st, White claimed that Sterling just can't get out of his own way and the fight is on. The fight is absolutely positively on. Durning to cry wise comments on his YouTube channel on th- May 22nd. Uncle Dana, bro, you put me in a situation and you make it sound as if if you want me to be the bad guy. Tell me behind closed door, behind the scenes. Actually, this is what you're going to do here. Here's the script. Here it is. I'm with it, you guys know I like to play a character, I'll be him, I'll be the character, but let me in on the joke, let's get in on the joke together, but not when you're going to keep doing this stuff and making me look like I'm a. I'm pretty sure that says bitch Dana, get out of here with that, I've done everything the UFC's asked me to do, every single time they have asked me to fight, I've settled up, put my nuts on the table, and I showed up every single time and I won, so. So, it's just like, at this point, do I get credit from the UFC? Dana is super nice behind closed doors. But then he tells me I can't get out of my own way. If I say I'm going to show up, I'm fucking showing up and I fight. Sterling's coach Ray Longo revealed that he has no knowledge of Sterling agreeing to fight O'Malley prior to the announcement. It's a quick turnaround for Sterling, just over three months. Whether the fight can be made or not remains to be seen. I mean... This reminds me when, (laughs) when T-Wood was the champion and he would get into fights with Dana all the time. I guess, like, what it looks, I'm not saying this is what's happening, but what it looks like is they're trying to fight him so much that he's eventually going to lose, you know? But I don't, I'm not saying that's what's happening here. But then after, after O'Malley, who is it? There's nobody. Because he's... Sterling's even said so he's like I'll fight O'Malley and then I'm going up to featherweight. The, the funny part here is, if you look at it and he does that, he's gonna be considered one of the greats of all time, excluding his arguments with um Dana and stuff like that and 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 the higher ups at the UFC. If we look at just his fight schedule, he's gonna be considered one of the greatest of all time, even though he got that he got knocked out by um Marlon Moraes and like. Got frozen in a dab. Like, how many, without me bringing it up, do you guys remember that? After that, that dude went on a tear, man. So you have to respect that. So we shall see what happens. I do think this is going to be a hard fight for Sean because of Sterling's style. But we'll talk more about it as the fight gets closer. I see this. I honestly think Nate and Conor really like each other. They just put an act that they don't like each other because they know they're going to go down as, like, each other's biggest rivals. Like, look. Nate Diaz supports Conor McGregor fan theory about felt failed Khabib Nurmagomedov rematch following Netflix documentary release. Nate Diaz believes Khabib Nurmagomedov ducted rematch with Conor McGregor by retiring in 2020. Nurmagomedov defended his lightweight title with a dominant 4-round submission win over Biggest Rival at UFC 299 in October of 2018. The build-up to the fight was one of the most hostile in MMA history and saw the eagle slap on one of McGregor's teammates and Notorious sentenced to community service for taking revenge by attacking a bus containing his nemesis. When the fight was over, things got uglier as the scaled the octagon wall to confront Dylan Dennis before a massive ball broke out between both teams. The MMA star shockingly retired in twenty twenty after unifying the division against interim champion Justin Gaethje at UFC two fifty four. Annoying McGregor who was insistent on a rematch. Annoying McGregor, who was insistent on a rematch. Last week, the former dual-weight UFC champion's new Netflix documentary was released and showed previously unseen footage related to his rivalry with Nurmagomedov. The "Watching McGregor Forever" a fan page with over seventy-two thousand Twitter followers accused Khabib of using retirement to duck a second fight with McGregor. After watching the new McGregor documentary, I can confidently say that Khabib ducked the rematch. I guess the Twitter handle McGregor Rousey. Diaz vo- voiced surprising support for the Irishman by agreeing with the fan page post. Yes, Khabib's a pussy, he responded. I mean, I don't know if that's uh, support for Connor or just his distinct, because him and Khabib have have had a couple of run ins. They had that famous one at the World Series of Fighting, where Jake Shields, I believe, was fighting Usamar Polyarez. And Nate was in the crowd. That's when Nate got into a fight and they threw he threw like a cup of water at somebody. And, and um, you know, a massive fight broke out outside. And then they also got into a scuffle at the UFC International Fight Week in 2019. Like Nate almost got into a fight there too with Khabib where he started moving the chairs and stuff like that. You know, so, it's not like they're good friends, like, it looks like he's voicing his support for Connor, but I think it's more disdain for Khabib, but him and Connor do respect each other, because they both said that he comes to fight, and since they're both strikers, like, that's why they respect that, like, because Nate and Nick don't like the wrestling style, and how MMA is geared towards the wrestlers, because of the wrestling style, how they're to take you down and get on top of you and a lot of times they they just hold you there. But look, there's so much respect there that Connors even said this. Connors even said this, look. Connor McGregor gives his Nadia's Donkey Jake Paul prediction. After 18 years in the UFC, Nadia's left the company in September after defeating Tony Ferguson at UFC two hundred seventy-nine in September of twenty twenty two. Still at the peak of his superstardom, the younger Diaz brother decided to explore other opportunities outside of the UFC and mixed martial arts. Nate Diaz, who turned 38 in April, will now face former YouTuber Jake Paul in a highly publicized boxing match in August and the UFC's golden child is picking him to defeat the problem child. Conor McGregor Picks Nate Diaz to Defeat Jake Paul McGregor recently had an exclusive sit-down with Ariel Hawani for matchroom boxing in his very own Black Forge pub in Dublin when asked who he thinks comes out victorious between Nate Diaz and Jake Paul, the notorious picked his former rival. I fancy him for it to be honest, McGregor said of Diaz. The other cat is a bit windy. He's a bit of a donkey. The guy's a donkey, the other cat, but a donkey has a kick as well. You have to be worried about that. Despite the third that Paul brings McGregor, a.k.a. Mystic Mac, He's confident that Diaz will be able to get the job done. I just see Nate. He's peppering him. He's being in his face. And I just think it would be Nate. It will be Nate. McGregor says the Nate Diaz rivalry has always been about respect. Well, Nate Diaz and Conor McGregor will always be known for their 2016 rivalry that led to two record-breaking fights. Their first encounter at UFC 196 in March of that year that led to a miraculous rise in Diaz superstar status by dealing with McGregor by dealing McGregor his first defeat in the UFC the rematch at UFC 202 five months later was an anticipated blockbuster with McGregor avenging his loss on the scorecard state the event has report- reportedly has the second highest pay-per-view buys next to UFC 229 in 2018 both men both men expect a trilogy sometime in the future McGregor has always held Diaz in high regard. It's competitive, but it's always been respect, McGregor said, of the rivalry. How could you not respect the Diaz brothers and their resume in the fight game? Real Fighters. When Nate's promotion, Real Fight Incorporated or Real Fight Inc. Fair play to him. Great Fighter. I spent many minutes in the octagon with him. Over a half an hour, 40 minutes, 40 minutes inside the cage with that lad there's always been respect off of that and he gave me a rematch instantly. that's commendable that's real warrior stuff as Nate prepares for jake paul it appears like conor mcgregor's ufc return is becoming more and more definite having just wrapped up the 31st season of the ultimate fighter which airs at the end of the month the ufc has now come up with a rough timeline for mcgregor's comeback against mike chandler there's a fight. UFC President Dana White said of McGregor vs. Chandler during Saturday night's post-fight scrum. After UFC Vegas 73, McGregor's gotten into the USADA pool. For, has to get into the USADA pool first and fill out the paperwork. I don't know how soon that'll get done or what's going on, but that's his business. He's handling it with USADA, but it's still all in motion. So th- that right now, going off of that, they're saying that connor will probably fight either september i mean not september i'm sorry november or december i cannot wait i can't wait i can't wait for this to finally come to fruition that fight's gonna be wild they should still do it in la i don't know why they haven't come to la this is like the only major city connor hasn't fought and where all the greats have fought i mean why don't you have him fight here bro please please. Please, what are we doing on time? I don't understand why they don't have him fight here. I don't know if it's the the fact that it's hard to do business here because they need people vaccinated and the UFC is not going to force anybody to get vaccinated. I don't know. Because they've they done a fight in Orange County, but not in L.A. County, and you want it. Of course, it's not called Staples Center anymore, right? It's called Crypto Arena, But we shall see. But that's all I got for you guys. Make sure you follow me, Punch in the Mouth Official, on Instagram. Official underscore P-I-T-M on Twitter. Later, guys. Deuces. And remember, follow Punch in the Mouth TV. More videos will be coming soon. Later, guys. Deuces.